Hello and welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. I'm Nick Englander here with Christian Ope. So we have made it to the 2023 NBA playoffs. Basically, I mean, there's two play-in games left, but you know, who cares? Who cares about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as of now, the Miami Heat are in, and that makes me happy. Um, so this has been a you know pretty pretty competitive NBA season. Not a, a, a lot more parity than normal, I would say. Um, so let's get to it because we don't we, we we're going to try to get these in in under an hour. Um, we could do the first one pretty fast. Milwaukee against my, we'll say Miami for now. Let's say Milwaukee versus Miami, Milwaukee versus Chicago. I'm saying Milwaukee in five regardless, but like, can we just laugh at the heat, please? I just want to do this. Like, fuck them. I love seeing them. I love seeing them lose. I hate them so much. I hate, I fucking hate, hate Kyle Lowry. I can't stand him. I hate how annoying that team is. I'm happy I don't have to face them in the first round. I may look like an idiot in a week or two, but I don't think so. Like that team is so annoying. I can't stand them. Um I think anyone that thinks they'll rough up the Bucks are delusional. They're gonna get absolutely stomped. Uh, and uh I don't think the the Bulls we saw last year don't really have a chance. Christian, you got anything to add? No, I think the biggest thing with the Bucks, honestly, if we're going to talk about them, is Chris Middleton's health. If he's not 100%, then it really hurts their chances of getting to the finals. So yeah. that's really the biggest concern for them, honestly. You could argue that that's a conversation, probably a conversation for later rounds, just because, like, they're going to beat whoever they face in the first round. Like, there's no question about that. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. For the Bucks, like, for the Bucs, they need Chris Middleton to be healthy. In the, in the same way, now it's obviously he's not as good as Chris Middleton, but in the same way for the Celtics, Rob Williams' health is so important, you know, and that like these guys, like for the Bucs, it's even bigger because he's their second he's their, player. He's their He's their closer. Yeah, and, like, and, and you know what, Nick, he also, you know, he, he kind of takes the pressure off Giannis where you can rely on him to get his own shot and score. Similar to what what Time Lord does for you guys, you know he's you know he's gonna lock down the opposing center or the other team and grab rebounds and block shots. Like he just knows his role as a really big glue guy. So yeah, he's extremely important. And we'll see how that knee responds over the course, especially considering he's actually a free agent. A lot of people are forgetting that, but like he is a free agent coming up this summer. But uh, Chris Middleton, I, I think um, I think Chris Middleton is so important to the Bucks, and whatever Middleton they get is good. I've, I've argued they should bring him off the bench, I think, at this point. Like, I think it's the right thing to do. They were absolutely rolling when he was coming off the bench, and then they put him back in the starting lineup, and they started to falter. You know, we all saw that game against the Celtics where they got basically 40-balled at home. You know, yeah. or, Now, granted, it was a game where they made missed everything and the Celtics made everything, but it was like – Watching that game, it was just noticeable. Like he couldn't move on defense. Like, like Tatum and Brown were just frying him. I was like, gee, like, and Brockton too. Like, I was like, geez, like, anyway, like you said, for this series, this the Middleton thing won't impact them, like basically at all. We'll, we'll, say, we'll say gentlemen sweep, bucks of five. 
Yeah, Bucks and five. Sorry, years. Chicago, Miami. We just have no faith. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, okay, Boston against Atlanta. Um, it's been a very weird season for the Celtics. I mean, it's since in my life as a fan, I, I I haven't really experienced a season like this. Like, how do you even describe the Eme situation that started the year? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, like we started the year losing our coach two days before training camp. Like, and then Robert Williams too. I forgot he was out for a couple months. So, I mean, it was so bleak going into the year. Like, not so bleak, but you know what I mean? Like, there was a dark cloud around what was supposed to be a legitimate contender. Mm-hmm. And in... I sh- I should have known this was going to happen, but of course the Celtics actually played better with the adverse circumstances. And, started, and they started twenty one and five because they just nobody could stop them on offense, and and they just could, they made every three. The rest of the year was kind of up and down, especially when Rob came back. They had a lot of good stretches. You know, they won when they won nice, right? They had a lot of bad Christian remembers that game against the Knicks. Um, Quickly with the – did he have like 40 – did he have like 42? Yeah, he did. And uh, I was going to get to actually a point kind of about that and that, you know, I was – we were watching Grant get cooked by him time after time and Derek White's still not in the game. And they, anyway, um, so it was, it was a long up and down season. They closed it pretty well. They basically – demolished Toronto two straight nights while sitting guys. Um, there's going to be a lot of off-season stuff I imagine we touched on, especially with Jalen Brown, if he makes the Supermax, if he doesn't make the Supermax, but that's quite, you know, that's a thing for another time. Um, but with the Celtics against Atlanta, just in the present, um, Atlanta surprisingly won the playing game against Miami. Let's, be, let's, let's just call Atlanta like it is, Christian, and you'd agree with me on this. Mm. They have been the most mid team this season of any. Oh my god, yes! It, but, but you know that crazy stat where it was like their, it was like they were like one and one in their last two, two and two in their last four, three and three, and it kept going like that. <laughs> Not only that, like their stats were unbelievable. How just mid they were. Yes. You know, yeah. like they scored like the same amount of points that they gave up over the course yes. of the year. Like they were. As average as he gets all year, they literally went through a coaching change at midseason to hire Quinn Snyder. But imagine how awkward this would have been. I was thinking, like, speaking of email, imagine how awkward it would have been if Atlanta hired him. But, I I mean, to be fair, that was unlikely. But um, Snyder made a lot more sense at the time. But, like, so Quinn Snyder, you know, since he took over the Hawks, They've shot a lot more threes. They played a lot faster. They've been marginally better if you look at the numbers, but obviously it's a major work in progress. They there's been a lot of rumors about Trey Young and potentially trading him in the offseason. But yeah. like, but realistically for the Celtics, you know, they're a team that I think relies on the three too much. Their defense got a lot better in the last few weeks of the season. But you know, the question is, can it get to that level last year? Last year was just a generational defense, and it's it, they, they were not that great to start the year defensively. Now, they again, like I said, they closed very well, but they also played the Raptors, who have a terrible offense. And 
But no, no, listen, I'll be fair. In the last 15 games of the year, they were number one in defense. So they played better defense as the year ended. And a lot of their defense suffering was Rob not playing and Marcus Smart, honestly. Marcus Smart has not had a great season. He started off really well. But since he had a bad ankle sprain in Toronto, when he came back, he's not been the same player. And so for this matchup, but I mean, on paper, like this is a team that the Celtics match up with extremely well. I mean, the Hawks are, I'd have to look at the number about this, but the Hawks are not very good at defending threes. And the Celtics are a team that relies on them. And I'm looking this up right now. Three-point defense. Okay. Atlanta was 10th. Okay, to be fair. So that's a little higher than I thought. Points. In the games against us this season, the Hawks have defended the Celtics. Basically, right? Yeah. Like, the Celtics beat them three out of three times. Um, The Celtics – now, granted, one of those games was on a back-to-back for the Hawks. Another game was literally the last game, game 82, when no one meaningful played. But the game that kind of stuck out to me was one of the games early on in the season. Now, granted, the Celtics were playing at a ridiculous level earlier in the year. But the Celtics went to Atlanta. They were down smart. They were down Brogdon and went into Atlanta and killed them by, like, 20-something points. Like, this is a series. I'm a little concerned about Joe Missoula, like I said, because this being his first time. I think he's got a lot of great aspects. I think he's got a lot of aspects that drive me nuts. The timeouts thing, like he never calls timeouts. That's his philosophy. He's just not going to do it. So he got, he caught a little more over the course of the year, but is that philosophy going to hold up in the playoffs? You know, I used to complain about that with Brad Stevens, although that was a different team. Um, I'm rambling on a lot. I think the Celtics are going to win this series in five. I think we, I think Derek White, is such a great defender for Trey Young. Like, literally, he's the guy you want on someone like him. I know a lot of people would say Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart just hasn't been as good as he normally has been this year. Now, Smart's always been a guy who's better in the playoffs for the most part, but I don't know. Like, I I, I feel like Derek, like Derek White is so ridiculously good at defending shooters and specifically shooters that, you know, like guys that try trick, I don't know. To, I don't really know how to say it, but like guys that will flop a little bit, you know, to come off screens, like try to annoy you. Derek mm-hmm. never falls for that ever, and that's what makes him so great. And against Miami, he was great defensively last year in the in the playoffs. And against Trey Young, he's just a perfect fit to guard him because the only problem with Derek White is he gets over he gets overpowered sometimes, and Trey Young's not overpowering anybody, so. I think one game, the Celtics all year have had games where they just completely shit the bed and don't care the entire game. So I think they'll have one game in the series, like game four, when that happens. But realistically, like, this is just such a great matchup for the Celtics on paper. They have the defenders for Murray and Young. They can switch on defense. Who on that team is stopping Jason Tatum? Like, I'm sorry. Like, DeAndre Hunter is not going to be able to hold up, in my opinion, against them. He didn't really do it. Like, Tatum dominated the Hawks in the games he played them this year. Uh, Jalen Brown, I think, won't have a lot of issues. He wasn't as good, but, like, I guess they could throw Murray on him, and Murray can force some turnovers. We all know Jalen's always been a turnover-prone guy. 
bench. I mean, the Hawks bench has been a lot better since Snyder got there, and they got they did get Sadiq Bay, which was a nice move. But and is it by the way a certified Celtics killer, Sadiq Bay? But because we picked Aaron e. Smith over him, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like they don't have the talent on their bench to match up with Brogdon, Derek White, Sam Hauser shot seventeen for twenty five against the Hawks from three this year. So I could see definitely see him getting minutes. As long as Grant Williams doesn't suck ass, maybe even him too. And of course, assuming I hope they bring Rob off the bench for the playoffs. I think it's the right thing to do. They've been better with Derek in the starting lineup. So if Rob comes off the bench, him. If not, Derek White, et cetera. I'm going to say Celtics in five. I hope I don't go to a game one where they completely shit the bed. But I mean, with the Celtics, you've got to expect anything with their variance from three and all that. Um, the real question is, Christian, how big a switch can this team flip? They played the best teams well all year. They shit the bet against a lot of bad teams. So I'll leave that side. I ramble for a while. What do you think about this series? Um, so I'm just gonna play contrarian here for a little bit just because <laughs> just so we have some like spice to the podcast. Um now obviously I, I still think the Celtics are gonna win, but I could see where this might. I could see where the Hawks might win a couple of games in this aspect. The three things that I noticed about the Celtics from the games I watched, you guys play against us, a lot of threes you guys take. Brown and Tatum sometimes do that stupid crap where they just dribble for for twenty seconds and then take a dumb shot. Yeah. And then and then just in general, kind of like a just like a a, a lapse on defense sometimes for the Celtics. So those would be the three biggest concerns I would say, but. I'm fully expecting the Celtics to turn on the playoffs. Now, in in, in regard to the matchup against the Hawks, it's funny, Nick, because a lot of the things you said, were it was, it was kind of the same thing for the Knicks when we played them a couple of years ago. It was like, we smoked them in the regular season. Like, Julius was killing John Collins, and they and they destroyed us in the playoffs. But I saw that coming because we just didn't have anybody to stop Trey Young, and you guys do. But I would say that, like, again, it – Maybe, maybe it might be a tricky matchup because the Hawks have Hunter who can, who can, you know, you could at least put a body on Tatum with him. They have Sadiq Bay, you could put a body on him. So they, they have that at least. And they have um, DeJounte Murray, who is also a good defender. So they have perimeter defense. I just don't think that they're good enough to, to hold, to stop Tatum and Brown in general, though. And, the big thing, the, the big thing you guys are gonna have to do is you're gonna have to stop Trey on the pick and rolls because he loves that pick and roll with Capella, and if you can stop that, you I feel like you got the series won. Um, so there are some concerns, but I fully, I'm not expecting the Celtics. The latest or the earliest I see them being bounced is the Eastern Conference Finals. Like I think, I think you guys will win in six. Honestly, I don't think just just to add an extra game, why not? Again, there's some concerns I have against the Hawks, but it's it's more of just like seeing you guys how you have the 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 like you said, Nick, the on and off switch kind of happens. Maybe you'll let two games slip, but I doubt it. Now, realistically, you guys should sweep them. It should be a sweep. You should destroy them. But we'll see what happens. I mean, if you guys do sweep them, then I think you definitely feel a lot more confident going into later rounds. Um, but. You guys have the better talent. You have the better team. The Hawks are really, like you said, mid. They're just that's just the best way to describe them. They're just mid. So I I don't envision them being a threat, honestly. 
I think the the thing number one thing you can be worried about, like I said, is the rebounding, and then I guess you could say it's, it's going to be a delicate balance for the Celtics. Um, that that you know now, granted, Horford did great against Capella in the regular season, but if Capella causes problems on the boards and like John Collins does, um, how much do you play double big? And Double big was our bread and butter last year. Al and Rob were like, you know, the gruesome twosome. But mm-hmm. but this year it hasn't been the same because Marcus Smart can't shoot. Like, like, since he came back from injury, he can't hit shit. So we can't score with that lineup. And, and also it doesn't work with Grant because Grant has sucked ass 90% of the year. So, <laughs> so like... That's why going small has worked better playing Derek White at shooting guard because, like, it, it's just allowed us to play with more space and play faster. And Derek's so much better as a shooter this year. Like you said, like, it, it's really going to be interesting. Like, it's, I don't, it's kind of hard. Like, on paper, they, sh- this is the perfect series for the Celtics. They can't really exploit many of the Celtics' flaws, you know, like the uh, team like Miami could. Like, a team like Miami could rough them up and make it physical as hell. The Hawks probably can't really do that, but... Uh, yeah, the, I mean, most of the Hawks defenders are... Like, like Hunter gave us problems in the playoffs, but he's just he's skinny and long, you know? I mean, Tatum is going to have his way with him, in my opinion. You know, and, yeah, like, but, and like, Collins, who's Collins going to guard? Tatum? They're going to switch from John Collins. Like, that's the, yeah. Or maybe that's the Al? Coach. Like... All I'm saying is that um, it's it's this should be a very quick series if the Celtics play like they should, and I feel like Game One's going to go one of two ways. My I'm leaning towards the former here, but mm-hmm. I think Game One the Celtics are going to either blow their doors off, or it's going to be like a, the Hawks stealing a game, or or like come extremely close. You know, like, I I don't know. It, it, this Celtics team is kind of hard to predict, to be honest. Even though they won 57 games, like, you've seen it. They're a lot harder to predict over the course of a game because even when they're up 20, if they miss some threes, they let a team back in. And on the other time, like, if they're down 10, they hit a few threes, they're, like, right there. And that's the problem. We're, like, I keep saying it. We're, like, in so many ways, we're, like, the James Harden Rockets now. But, you know... I don't know. I hopefully better than that, but uh, yeah. So I'm saying Celtics in five. You say Celtics in six. Yep. Okay. Philly Brooklyn. Let's be quick with this one. Philly's gonna win. It's not gonna be close. Uh, Philly in five. I'm gonna give Brooklyn a game just because Embiid's not gonna care. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Philly in five. But uh, you know, good for the Nets that they even got to the playoffs still. Yeah. <laughs> If, if our if our other podcast host were here, he would tell you all about, and he should with McCall Bridges, and he has been very good since he got there. I didn't think he, I didn't think he was this good. I didn't know if he had this in him. So I'm gonna, yeah. we're both gonna say gentleman sweep. By the way, yeah, gentleman sweep. We're going with it. I'm just gonna say, by the way, it's gonna be funny too. Like, what type of booze is James Harden gonna get in Brooklyn? Ah, <laughs> uh, he's not gonna get booze because there's no Nets fans. <laughs> 
Oh, here's sorry, here's, Paul. <laughs> I, got a tough, I got a tough question for you, Christian, right? Yeah. Will Al Horford get booed back in Atlanta? No, didn't he get to the conference? Wasn't that the year they won 60 games and got to the Eastern Conference Finals, got destroyed by LeBron? Yeah, he was there for a long time. He but he he left for the Celtics for a lot of reasons. Number one being that the Hawks were kind of a sinking ship, but he yeah. also left because honestly, he he said it. He left because the Hawks didn't really have a big fan base. And oh, um, so maybe he gets booed, but I, I feel like I feel like you get booed by like diehard fan bases when you've betrayed the team. That's not really betraying the team, just leaving for a better opportunity. Yeah. And and it wasn't one of those things like I don't think Al Horford before he signed with the Celtics was dead set on the Celtics. I just think like Danny, I think, told him, hey, we've got these Nets picks that are obviously going to be great, you know, and, you know, this is obviously a bigger fan base. It's a bigger media environment for you. You'll probably make more all-star games than you did in Atlanta. The point is that it should be interesting. I'm not – I think he's going to get lightly booed just because, like, oh, he's on the other team now. But I don't think it'll be, like, anything major. Uh, James Harden, I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's not going to be a lot of Nets fans that are going to be at that game anyway. I mean, but, like, honestly, can you really blame James Harden for leaving when that fucking no, cycle? No, he was absolutely right. Everybody knows yeah. it. Everybody knows it. If, if anyone thinks he's wrong for that to this point, they're they're idiots. Anyway, let's get to your team. Cleveland, New York. Christian, talk. Who's going to win? How many games? Yay! Um, <laughs> okay, so if I'm going off of the regular season series, we actually beat the Cavs three out of four, which – and the games are close. Um – and I think if I'm if memory serves me correctly, Julius played very good in each of the games, except he missed the last one because of his ankle injury. Um, but but um, you know, overall, if I you know the Knicks had a great season. Uh, I mean, Brunson has been tremendous. That's probably the best contract in the league and the steal of the offseason. I can't believe how much he's made a difference. I like I thought he was gonna be like okay. He's been more than okay. He's been tremendous. Um, Randall had a bounce back season from last year, which has been wonderful. Quickly has really shined and stepped up in his his role. And um, you know, Hardenstein was a great pickup. Everybody's been playing great. And then you know, and during the during the trade deadline, we got Josh Harden. He's really provided that like spark that we really needed to get us past the play into the playoffs. And obviously, you know, everybody's going to be talking about, you know, it's Donovan Mitchell, it's the Cavs. We were supposed to get him, yada, yada, yada. And the Cavs, I think, are a really good team, too. I mean, you, you Mobley is great. Uh, Allen is great. You got Darius Garland. They have Ricky Rubio. So I think it's going to be. I was going to say Donovan Mitchell. Yes, Donovan Mitchell. Forgot about him. <laughs> um, I think. So this series is hard to predict because A, I don't want to get excited because yeah, we won three out of four, but we did that against the Hawks and they destroyed us. The difference though, this go around is we have Jalen Brunson and I know he's going to show up and he cooked the yeah, shit out of Donovan really Mitchell. Last year. Right. Really and, and he cooked Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs last year. And we have sure. Mitchell Robinson. So we can kind of, I think him and Allen are going to balance each other out. Um, so, but I honestly, I just don't think that Donovan Mitchell is going to go off. And I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to stop him. And 
the key for us to winning the series is it, it comes down to RJ and Julius Randle. If they play good, we have a chance. If they play like they did in, in playoffs two years ago, we have no chance. So it, it, it really just comes down to that is if can Randle play great and can RJ play great? If they don't play good, we're not winning the series. And doesn't matter how great Jalen Brunson is. Um, obviously, Knicks fans think we're going to win the series. I'm a little more skeptical because I, I've gone down this path a hundred times where I got excited about the playoffs just for us to get either swept or bounced in the first round or not get to the conference finals where we had Melo. I feel like it's going to go probably six, though. I, I think the Cavs will probably beat us in six. That's what my gut's saying. So that, that's what I'm going to say, honestly. So I was going to say that, too. I think the Cavs are going to win in six. I actually was going to predict that even if Randall was healthy. But here's here's the thing about this series. The Cavs are so young. Like, I think a lot of people do forget that. Like, as bad as the Knicks were two years ago, and they were terrible for a lot of that series. Like, let's face it, they were. There were a lot of guys that didn't show up, and like Julius Randall in particular. And that Hawks team, like, they played well. Don't get me wrong. They did. But the Knicks had a lot of guys shoot poorly. Like Reggie Bullock. Well, Reggie Bullock's not here. But, like, Julius Randle. Terrell was terrible. RJ was terrible. Reggie was terrible. terrible. Yeah. Like, Noel was getting killed by Capella the whole series. The point is, is that, like, they, the Knicks – the Knicks, the thing I question about them is I think Jalen Brunson is a big game playoff player. I don't really think he he's gonna have he's gonna be the problem. But the thing I keep asking myself about Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, and I think quickly will be good too, but like guys like that, like you know, guys like that, are they big game players? You know, I know that's a weird thing to say, but like it's it's like with the Cavs, Mitchell stunk last year and so I'm not going to like come permanently declare him like a big game player, but he mostly has been. And, and the Cavs, yes, they are very young. The one, one thing I think if the Knicks want to win this series, Garland absolutely has to be a non-factor. Like Mitchell right. is going to get, Mitchell's going to get his, but if Garland goes off to the Knicks are in trouble for sure, because like, the Cavs' front court is very good defensively, and I think the Knicks, ha- the Knicks bench, has to win this series pretty easily too, because I don't think the Cavs bench is that great if you really look at it. Like, yeah, they have Ricky Rubio, but he's coming off a torn ACL and he hasn't been that great. Chetty Osman, like, eh. Yeah, like, he's made. Is, Isaac, cool. is, is Isaac a coral playing? Yes, he's like a spot starter for them, but he's a, the, the point is is that. If the Knicks want to win this series, they have to dominate the margins. I'll put it that way. Like they have to dominate the margins, and they're and they gotta hope that Randall's ankle injury isn't going to when he comes back isn't going to affect them. But I'm just seeing this now. The expert picks from ESPN. I'm actually curious how many people had. Oh boy. Uh, so all 15 had the Celtics beating the uh, the Hawks. By the way. Only okay. two had the Celtics winning in six. What it looks like, yeah, most. I know three did. Um, 
13 picked the picked the Cavs, four picked the Knicks. Um, yeah. Nick Friedel is the Knicks in seven. Uh, I don't know why that's just funny to me, but um. Yeah, you're right. Though it really comes down to the role players. Like it come, it comes down to the young guys. Can Will Grimes consistently hit threes? Will quickly yeah, consistently be good? And I think Obi's really got to play good too. Josh Hart. That's like yeah. I think Josh Hart is really good for a series like this. I think yes. He could have a, yeah, I think he could have a huge impact on this series. He's, he's but, gonna cause havoc, absolutely. That's what he's done. The guy here. The question now for the Knicks is: Is that gonna be enough? My opinion, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think the Knicks are going to have like a couple games. I think the Knicks are going to win potentially game one or two. Like mm-hmm. I, I think there's a very real chance of that happening because the Knicks, because the Cavs this year, if you really look at it, like they've been prone to lapses too. Like I said, they're very young. A lot of people forget that. Like they're very talented, but they're very young. And I think the Knicks are going to have at least a game or two they're going to take off them because the Cavs are going to have lapses. But I think in the end of the – this is simply the Cavs have more talent. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. The, the biggest – there's going to be, I think, two key factors in this whole series that's going to determine if we win or lose. Number one is Allen. If he dominates the paint because we – because the Knicks, the Knicks offense is really predicated on can we get to the paint and score because then if we do that – then defenses crash, and then we kick it out to threes. And if we make our threes, we're basically going to win. So it really comes down to can Allen lock down the paint, one. And two, Randall is going to be double-teamed like he was against the Hawks over and over and over again. He needs to not do what he did in the playoffs last time, which was make mistakes over and over again. He's got to be quick with his decision-making. And Brunson's going to get that, like, trap double-team coverage, too. But Brunson is very quick with his decision-making. He gets the ball out. So, again, it's going to, again, come down to the others, as Shaq likes to call it. Like, can those guys hit the big shots? Because, you know, the doubles are coming. They're not going to allow Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle to go one-on-one. So, if we hit our shots and Allen doesn't dominate the paint, we have a chance. But I just don't see that happening, to be honest. So, all right, here's here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about this before the show, but how big a factor do you think Mr. Robinson being healthy is in this series? It's 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 absolutely huge because, and again, like you said, Nick, people don't people forget that he was hurt against the Hawks, and he makes a huge difference offensive rebounding wise. I think he's second in offensive rebounding in the league. He blocks shots. He's very good at guarding you know smaller guards. He can you know keep up with them. He's like, like, he, like you said, he's like a poor man's Rob Williams. Or, you know, if you want to say they're at equal lengths, maybe. He's that, he's, that, he's that vital anchor in the paint. So he is important. Um, if he can neutralize Allen, then we have a shot, like I said. But it really comes down to that. It's going to be interesting to see. All right. So I, we both say Cavs and six. Um, yeah, six. But I feel like every game's going to be close, though, honestly. Yeah, this could be a great series. I really hope it is because, like, the Knicks. Oh, and here's a here's a question for you too, Christian. Mm-hmm. Or on the West, do you think this team has a better chance than the than the Knicks had against the Hawks two years ago? Yes, because we have Jalen Brunson, dude. I, our starting point guard was Alfred Payton. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, listen, I, I he's I not even in the league anymore. 
Yeah, like I don't want to shit on Alfred Payton, but if you if you get if you anybody was better than him, I mean, literally Nick, the only person that was playing well in that series lot that against the Hawks was fucking Derrick Rose, who was basically on one leg. Like, let's be honest, he was our best player in that series. I remember that. Yeah, I remember watching. I'm like, wow, Derrick Rose is really the only guy. Showing That's up. what I'm saying. So I, I have a lot more confidence now because, like, quickly has shown that he can hit big shots. He's playing a lot better. Obi in the playoffs against the Hawks in the limited minutes he got was pretty decent. So I don't think he's going to be complete garbage. He's got to play a lot early, though, with Julius being hurt. He's got to play. Like, yeah, exactly. So, like, we have players that I trust a lot more than we did last time. And, like, Grimes, Grimes, for instance, is, like, a better version of Reggie Bullock and younger. So, because, like, Reggie was getting cooked by Trey Young every time. I don't think – I think Grimes is going to probably have a hard time against Mitchell and Garland, but he's going to make it hard, too. Like, he's he's a serviceable defender. So, that's why I, I see us having a chance. But, again – if it, it it really just comes down to what Randall's going to do and what RJ's going to do. If those guys play bad, we don't have a chance. Uh, and one thing I'll say briefly about the Hawks, too, I forgot to mention this. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing the Knicks didn't do and the Sixers didn't do two years ago was take advantage of Trey Young on defense. Which yes! Is, which, yes. I think, which I do think the Celtics, by the way, are better equipped to do because, like I said, we've got smart. Derek White has got, like, the best floater North, I mean, east of the Mississippi River, in my opinion. Like, he never misses ever from what I've seen. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe that's a bit, a bit hyperbole. But you, you, you get what I'm saying. Points yeah. is that. That was a quick aside. I forgot to mention that. Like, <laughs> I, I think the Celtics are going to go out Trey Young more than the Knicks did two years ago, which I thought was a huge mistake. And I didn't realize how big it was because he's, like, the worst defender in the league. Anyway, so anything else to add, question, And then we'll go – or we'll go west. No, I mean, the only thing I'll say is what the Hawks are going to try to do is put him on, like, Sam Hauser so you don't get the matchup advantage, but then you got to just keep attacking him with pick and rolls because the team loves switching for some fucking reason. Wait, instead of getting over I was going to say, that's why Hauser was so good against them. Like, they put Trey Young on him, like, and literally he got open every time. Like, that's – you've seen Hauser. All he does is shoot threes. That's his whole yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the new Novak, bro. <laughs> no, he literally is. He plays the exact same way. Like the only difference is, I will say, the only difference is, I think he's actually slightly better defensively and slightly worse offensively. But like, like no, like his defense is actually not as bad as people think. But yeah, like off, he wasn't. He's not like as automatic. Novak. Dude, Novak had some fucking game for. He was just cooking from three. <laughs> yeah, he was there. All right, um, to the West, real quick. Denver, Minnesota. So it's going to be Minnesota or OKC. Either way, I think Denver's going to win in five. I, I actually kind of would love to see Denver versus OKC, though. I think that will be a really entertaining series because Jokic, I feel like, would have a lot of problems trying to contain get Shea Gibbs-Alexander, and it would be kind of cool to see OKC make it. But either way, I think Denver's going to win this easily. I still I, I still my West pick I, I I don't trust any of them but I would probably pick the Suns but um yeah yeah I'm gonna say Denver I'm gonna say Denver and I'm gonna say Denver Denver four against Minnesota I think Minnesota's done like I I I, I honestly do but I think if it's OKC OKC gets the game um. 
I think OKC is too young if they make it and they're missing Chet. I, well, they missed Chet for the whole year. It would have been interesting to see how they would have played with him. Um, I just think Denver is more equipped to they're they're more they have more depth, more talent than than Minnesota and than um, OKC. Um, so yeah, I'll probably take them in five. But I just want to say like the the playing game between the Lakers and the fucking Timberwolves should have disqualified both teams because they both didn't deserve to win that fucking game. That was so embarrassing, bro. <laughs> I was sad I missed it, but I had to go to bed early that night. But oh I, my dude, mistakes! Oh my god, that was a crazy game, dude. So, yeah, I mean, like, it, and we'll get to the Lakers in a second, um, but. Yeah, I think I don't know. Like, I, I think I would I say think... Denver is probably the most likely team to possibly get to the finals. But then I say that every year about them, and they end up losing in the second round. So that's why I have no faith in them. <laughs> the problem I, I, I'll keep going to the fact that Denver just can't win on the road in the playoffs. They just don't do it. They never do it, and that's why they. And the altitude's great, and it helps them a lot in the regular season. But in the playoffs, like it's not nothing, but it gets kind of neutralized. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, okay, so let's, So I'm going to say Denver in four if it's Minnesota, five if it's OKC. What do you say? I'll say Denver in five for both, honestly. Again, just giving out these gentlemen's sweeps. <laughs> I do think, like, I don't think the odds of a sweep are very high. I think the actually the most likely one is Philly-Brooklyn. But, yeah. But... Even that, like, I could totally see the Nets. I mean, the Sixers, if they're up, like, 3-0, just kind of, like, kicking their feet up for a night, you know? Yeah. And just being, like, whatever. Um. Anyway, Memphis Lakers. The Lakers are back in the playoffs. Thanks, Danny Ainge, for giving all these players to the Lakers. God damn it, if, dude. If, 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 you watched, if you watched that playing game, you would have thought that that didn't make a fucking difference because they played like complete shit. They are just lucky that Minnesota is stupid and doesn't know how to run a fucking offense. But there was so, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was like, oh, that's great defense. It's like, no, it's not. They're, they have Carl Anthony Towns being guarded by fucking Dennis Schroeder and they're not giving him the ball in post. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so... This is a tough matchup, honestly. Yeah, like, I don't why, know. This is a tough call. Here's why it's tough, because the Grizzlies don't have anybody to guard LeBron and Anthony Davis, but the Lakers yeah, don't have anybody to guard John. But Jaron Jackson only gets in foul trouble against Anthony Davis, so he's got to stop That's doing good. that. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the Lakers don't have anybody to guard Ja, and you know Ja's going to get his. And I think Desmond Banks is going to have a good series, too. Because, like, who's going to guard him? Holy Beasley? Like, come on. This is this is a tough one because everyone's going to pick the Lakers on star power. But if you really look at, like, the rosters in general, like, Memphis is a better team overall, yes. you can argue. Like, yes. But now they don't have Steven. Here's why I'm, I hate myself for this, but I'm going to pick the Lakers in seven. I hate it. I, I really want to pick Grizzlies in six or seven, but like, I just can't, man. Like, I can't. 
maybe I'm like part of me saying like Nick the Grizzlies are gonna win this series like but I just it's like you said Jaron Jackson gets in foul trouble he's their only real defender on either LeBron or AD with Steven Adams hurt that I think is gonna seriously huge they're gonna really miss him in this series I think like that's gonna be a and Brandon Clark too. That's not yeah. nothing either. I just, I don't know, man. Like John Morant coming off the suspension and everything. Like it's it's part. A lot of people think like that the Lakers are just overrated. Like people look at the Lakers like, oh, they've got this star power. They got a better roster, quote unquote, around. Which it's slightly better. I don't think anyone would argue that. Um, but at the same time, like the Grizzlies, I don't trust them. So here's where I'm torn on this because again, uh, the media will tell you the league are going to get to the NBA Finals because they just love that shit. But if you watch. You know, okay, uh, again, that game against the Timberwolves, the only reason they won that game is because LeBron and Anthony Davis had to play over 45 minutes and because Schroeder made, like, two shots. (laughs) Because they got no production with D'Angelo Russell. He was terrible. Malik Beasley was a non-factor. Vanderbilt was a non-factor. Mo Bamba didn't play. He did nothing. Reeves, who's, like, the new Caruso for them, did nothing in that game either. Um... Their roster sucks. It, was like, it still sucks. And if Anthony Davis gets hurt, and I, and that's always the question that we come back to is, can Anthony Davis stay healthy? If he gets hurt, yeah. there's no way a fuck 39-year-old LeBron James getting them to the finals. I'm sorry. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, yeah, Memphis is missing some players, but Memphis is always a tough out in the playoffs. Even last year, they almost beat the Warriors. They pushed them to six games. So it's not like they're completely inexperienced. I know that Dylan Brooks is going to try to be as annoying to LeBron as he possibly can, and that's either going to work or not work. It's probably not going to work because LeBron is just too good for that. But yeah, uh, if the Lakers do win the series, I don't see them getting past the second round because they, again, they rely so much on Anthony Davis and LeBron James that if one of those guys goes down, they have no chance. So I just, I don't know. I just feel like Memphis has, has a better like depth than them. So I, I think Memphis is going to beat them in six, honestly. Yeah, I just like, part of me, like my part, like I have like a gut feeling like, that the Grizzlies are going to win this series, but like well, LeBron and Anthony Davis are very good. I mean, it's crazy to me that LeBron at age 39 is still putting up like, he's like easily putting up like 20 and 10 and 10 and go yeah, like, play, 40, play 45 minutes. Like, are you serious? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like that's what I keep going back to. I just think, they're being asked to do too much and they are playing well as a team and that can't go like completely unnoticed. And for what it's worth, if they win the series, I think they're going to get the Warriors and I think the Warriors are going to beat them. Even though the Warriors are terrible on the road, I still would rather try. I would definitely trust the Warriors over the Lakers this year, but especially with Wiggins back. But um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't think like I just man, I really want to pick the Grizzlies, you know. But you gotta go Lakers. Yeah, my I, I for the podcast, and I hate myself. I just don't think for this. I'm gonna pick the Lakers. In I'm gonna pick the Lakers in seven. I just think I, I, I here's what I think. I think it's gonna be a great series. I think it's gonna be absolutely great, and I think people are sleeping on how good it could actually be. But I think it's gonna come down to Game Seven in Memphis, and I think the Lakers are gonna. They have LeBron James and. It's hard to bet against LeBron in Game Seven. It just is. But even with this terrible team around him, I mean, I saw it in 2018. You know, we all saw it. Like that team sucked ass, and they still made the finals. I don't yeah. think this like this team is making the finals, but like, yeah. Um. So you're what you're gonna say, Grizzlies in six? I'll I'll take. Yeah, I can't. I I will root always against LeBron and the Lakers, so I will go Memphis in six. I, I I sincerely hope I am wrong and the Grizzlies win, and there is definitely a chance of that. I'm actually curious. What do you think the line is for the series? I'm, I'm I is think the like, Lakers are slightly it's, it's gotta be close, right? People are probably gonna take the Lakers because it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. Okay, so most likely seven games. I mean, I can't disagree with that. Um, like wow. how long it'll go. The most likely scenario is Grizzlies win series four three. Barely. Second most likely is Lakers win series four two. So, yeah, I'm going to say Lakers in seven, but part of me actually does think the Grizzlies are going to win this. But, yeah, like I'll say for the podcast, yay. (laughs) And I would be so happy if and hopefully when I'm wrong. Um, And you say Grizzlies in six. Yep. All right. Kings Warriors made the playoffs. The Kings made the NBA playoffs. I didn't think it would happen again in our lifetimes, but it 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 actually happened. And of course, like of course, they got the Warriors. (laughs) Although the Warriors have been playing very, the Warriors have been very mid this year, though. If we're going to be honest, yeah, they have absolutely. You know, and here's the thing. The Warriors are going to be favorites, and they should be. But, like, as crazy as it sounds, the well, Kings, the Kings are good. Chance. Yeah, the Kings, yeah the, Kings have have chance. Chance. the Kings definitely have a chance. And let me make this clear. Everyone in the world is going to be rooting for them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Dude, we played, them, we, we played the Kings, like, um, a, a couple, like, a month ago. Dude, that crowd was insane. And it was a regular season game. So imagine the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be. Aaron Fox gets it going or like Sabonis. Oh my God. That's going to be crazy. They should live. They used to, you know, remember when they used to uh, live. What was it? They live broadcast the intros for a team. They should yeah. do that with the Kings. Like yeah, it's 14 years. Yeah, it's been more. It's been since 2006. So. Like 16, 17 years. Jesus Christ. Damn. I think it's, it's 17 years. It's been 17 years since the Kings played in the playoffs. 17. Like, it, that crowd is going to be absolutely bonkers. Like, that crowd in game one, I'm happy they got they put them on prime time, by the way. I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, yeah. this is, like they got to be on prime time. Um, 
the Warriors are going to win this series. Uh, I hate to say Yeah, they'll probably win in six. Let's be. <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't the think Warriors, the Kings are ready. I don't think so either. I, I have the Warriors in six, personally. I could see the Kings getting game one beyond, like, a raucous crowd. Um, yeah, the energy is going to be crazy. But I think either that or they, like, kind of blow game one. I think they split the first two games. And then I think the Warriors kind of go 3-1 from there. And now the Warriors, the caveat is the Warriors have been god-awful on the road this year. Like, yes. absolutely god-awful. And that's not nothing. You know, like, it's not nothing. But I but can't. I'm not going dis- to discredit the Like, I- I'm not picking against the Warriors. I don't think they've. I, I what is that crazy stat from last year where was it when when Steph Clay and Dre played they haven't lost like they haven't lost a playoff series since they lost to the Clippers in like 2014. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, like this, this is the matchup the Warriors wanted. Yes. It, like that. This it, I just yeah. Like we got the Warriors in six. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I got the we both got the Warriors in six, but I'm just so happy for the Kings that they made it. You know, great story. Mike Brown, Mike Brown is the easiest coach of the year pick of all time. This oh, year. Like, like, it's not even a debate. Like, no one is even in the stratosphere. Um, in the last series, uh, man, this, Suns. this would have been a lot more interesting to me if Paul George was healthy. Yeah. But, I think this is a good matchup for the Suns. I think I, I, Russell Westbrook always comes back to hurt you in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Katie versus Russ again? Holy shit. I just thought about that. Damn. I so badly wanted Suns Warriors in the first round. Like I know. That would have been insane, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed we didn't get that. Uh, um. I got the Suns. Probably the Suns in six. I'm saying Dude. I'm gonna say the Suns in five, but it's gonna be very competitive five. You know, like it's gonna be. I, I, I think. Wait a minute! You had the Clippers. You had the Clippers as the as the favorite in the Western Conference at the oh, beginning right. of the year. No one. <laughs> let's not go back to my Clippers pick. Okay. Yeah. I I deserve all the shit I got for picking the fucking Clippers. Like. If they were remotely like we thought they were going to be, this should have been their year. Like, yes. like but it, should, in true Clippers fashion, it's not. <laughs> yeah, like, like the West is trash. Trash. Yeah, uh, anyway. Um we both got the well. You got the you got the uh, Suns in five. I got them in six. I think I just think like here's the thing about the Suns. Like the Suns are a very like this is actually they they need a little more wing depth. I would say, but this is a pretty well constructed Suns team right now. Even I was, I've kind of said for a while. I actually think Katie's going to be better in Phoenix than in Brooklyn. I actually think it's oh a God, dude, he's what he's he hasn't lost since like November. Yeah, it's been like, unbelievable. 
Now, they haven't played a lot of games. They're going to lose at some point in this series. This is definitely not going to be sweet. And I think we are yeah. underrating, like, I could see the Clippers splitting in Phoenix. I could see Kawhi having a game, like, where he plays great. But I think at the end of the day, I I, I think the Suns team is going to win the West. I, I just I, – and I hate – They have that team. feeling, yeah. I, I just I, – I, I hate picking teams that were thrown together midseason – Especially teams that are starting Josh Akoji in their starting lineup. Like I, I hate doing that. But who's beating them? Like I, I, I don't think Denver is. I don't no. think. I don't think the Warriors. Uh, maybe, maybe if they kind of get back to what they were last year, but they're just not good enough on the road. Yeah, um, the Lakers. No fucking way. No way. Yeah, no. I the Lakers don't have a chance. The Lakers, the the Suns are a matchup for them. Memphis, no. Like the only team that might realistically be able to beat them is the Clippers, but I just don't see the Clippers beating them. Yeah. It's gonna be a good series, though. I think it's gonna be close every game. I feel like. Yeah, I think the Suns and Clippers is gonna be like. A couple of years ago, they played a series where it was, remember, it was really competitive, but it was five games. And I feel like it's going to be like that again. Yeah. But it's also, or like, it's, it's kind of early to tell. I, I could see the Clippers making this more of a series than people think, but I just don't, tr- I'm done trusting the Clippers. I'm done. I'm, it's like how every year I pick against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Like, I'm never going to pick. <laughs> Clippers again, like that team is fraudulent to the to the freaking bone, man. Like that team, I'm never picking them again. Anyway, we'll be back to preview the second round. Um, should be an interesting first round. It could, I think, it could be excellent. I think it could be complete shit. I mean, there are some series on paper that should go quickly, like Sixers Nets, Celtics Hawks, uh, Denver versus whoever they play. Um, Bucks, whoever they play. Bucks, whoever they play. Like, those should be quick on paper. But that's on paper. We'll see how it goes. So for the BX Basketball Podcast, I'm Nick Englander here with... Christian Nope. Thanks for listening.